when the Lord guided me to this text, uh, you know, this question came to mind. In how many places does or has our Lord told us specifically what to pray for? Or even his disciples in the Gospels. How many places do we have in the Gospels where he actually tells us something specific to play, to, to, that we should pray about? And this is one of those. Uh, we can think of the Lord's Prayer. It gives us a model prayer, various different requests that we ought to pray regularly. And another one I can think of is pray that ye enter not into temptation. But here we have a very specific thing he tells us to pray. In verse 38, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. He's given us something very specific here. And it's something we ought to be praying about regularly. As we pray for revival, how is that revival going to come? It's as the Lord sends forth laborers into his harvest or sends us to other people to speak to them of the gospel. What is the greatest necessity of the world? Is it clean water? Peace on earth? Or is it the spiritual necessity of this world? I would put to you that it's really the spiritual necessities of all our fellow humans. Peace with God. Salvation by Christ. Sanctification for God's people, for us to grow into more Christ-likeness. And all of this can be summed up in the word revival. We want the gospel to go forth and and we're praying for revival for souls to be saved and added to the kingdom as they were in the book of acts and even today all over the world as god is pleased to add to the kingdom he does that through the preaching of the word of god and how is this need to be met how are all these spiritual necessities or the great need of this world that is spiritual to be met the scripture tells us it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The world has tremendous necessity of laborers prepared to preach the gospel. And we ought to be praying that our Lord Jesus would raise up such to preach the gospel and send us forth. In the context of, of our text here, verse 35 we read, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. What was Jesus doing? He was teaching and preaching. In chapter 10, we have a big long discourse in which he appoints his apostles and then he speaks to them and sends them forth. And so it is all one unit basically and in chapter 11 verse 1 again what is the context and it came to pass when Jesus made an end of commanding his 12 disciples he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities so we see Jesus this you know we can see the context brings us very naturally to this burden that Jesus has that we would pray for laborers because he himself is preaching and teaching and he sees the multitudes and the great need. He's moved with compassion and he tells us we need to pray. He tells his disciples we need to pray that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. 
The second thing is the multitudes have great need of the gospel of salvation. If you look at verse 36, we read, But when he saw the multitudes, and notice that little word, when. It was when he looked and he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. He was moved with compassion. But when was he moved with compassion? When he saw the multitudes, when he saw the need. And we need to be faced with the need. Right? If, we, if we ignore the need, if we don't look at the world and we don't look at our surroundings and our neighbors and consider their great spiritual need, then we're not going to be as moved. So we need to consider the sin that exists. We need to consider the, the misery that sin brings. We need to consider what's going on in this world, what people need to be saved from. And see the multitudes weary and cast down, oppressed by sin. We think even in the last few years how, how troubles seem to have increased and, and there's been more depression, there's been more suicide, there's been more troubles in, on a, every front and more needs and thus more spiritual needs. And we need to see and consider, we need to recognize the greatness of the need. Th- those words, the words we have here, moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad. Those two original words, fainted and were scattered abroad, refer to this being weary and cast down as it were oppressed by sin. So we need to recognize the greatness of the need among your neighbors. You need to recognize, I need to recognize the greatness of of the need. And speaking to you among your neighbors in your city or your cities, the neighboring cities, even your country, the neighboring countries, and the world. We need to consider there's great need all over. And we need to meditate on that occasionally so that it would impress us and move us with compassion, like it moved Jesus with compassion when he looked at and he saw the multitudes that were not only weak and weary and scattered abroad, but they were as sheep having no shepherd. They needed pastoral work. They needed... um, the word of God. They needed the shepherding that, that he could give them, but he also, by his spirit, could give them through his apostles. And that's what he wants to do with us as his church. He wants to lead us to prayer, give us his mind by, by renewing our minds by the word of God, fill us with his spirit, and enable us to be his arms and legs and, and, vo- and mouths to, to speak the gospel to others that they would be shepherded, shepherded, as, as their need is. So Jesus sees the need, and what then was the first thing that he did? What was the first thing to do for Jesus? Look at verse 37, and we read, Then saith he unto his disciples. The first thing he did was he spoke. And he spoke to his disciples. He makes the need known. There's this great need. He sees it. He knows it as, of course, God knows all things. And he makes that need known to his disciples. The need is great. He says, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Not only is the harvest great, but there's few working in it. So he gives us this prayer request that we should be praying as we pray for revival. 
specifically that he would send forth, that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into his harvest. So we have this tremendous need. But Christ is the Lord of the solution. He has the solution and it begins with prayer. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Christ is the Lord of the harvest. It's his people. It is his harvest. He will save. As we read in in Romans chapter 10, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how shall they call upon him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach if they're not sent? So there needs to be this sending by our Lord Jesus of those of us who know the gospel and of preachers to preach the gospel, missionaries to to take the word to other places and to teach the word of God faithfully and truly. Christ is going to save. He's going to gather in all his people. He's going to build his church, but he's going to do it through his servants. He's going to raise up servants. He's going to raise up preachers. He's going to empower us as his disciples to talk to others about Christ, to pray for them and lead them to to him in the word. Lead them to the gospel of salvation. So how Christ will save is by sending laborers into his harvest. He is the Lord of the harvest. And he sends them, I believe the best thing, uh, or or the the way in which he delights to send laborers is in answer to prayer. He says, pray ye the Lord of his harvest. And what does he do in chapter 10? He immediately appoints his 12 apostles. He prepares them with the long uh, discourse of commands and he sends them forth. So he delights to lead us to pray for revival and to pray for the sending forth of laborers by him himself, and then he will send them forth in answer to prayer. So how is he going to save and add to his kingdom and advance the kingdom? By sending laborers into his harvest in answer to prayer. And that's exactly what he begins to do in chapter 10. If you look at verse 7 of chapter 10, And as ye go, he says, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Before he talked to them about healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, and so on, the first duty was to preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, pray ye the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. This is our first responsibility. It starts with prayer. We must pray. Pray for the sending Without Christ, we can do nothing. It's all in his hands, and he must send. We don't want uh, men to be preaching that simply are sent by other men or by themselves. We want men that are sent by Christ to be preaching the word, and missionaries that are sent by Christ to suffer for his sake and to, to labor for the edification of the church and the salvation of souls. This is your duty and my duty to pray that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. And it is your Lord's command. It is your Lord's command that you pray this request. And so, is he our Lord? We need to obey him. We need to pray about this specific item. 
So recognize, first of all, the great necessity of laborers prepared and sent by Christ to preach the gospel. We need to recognize that great necessity first, the spiritual need of the world and the solution which Christ has, which is the sending forth of the, of the gospel and preachers to preach it. And pray that he would send them forth. And so I just say, and hopefully we'll do it today, but I hope that it won't just be today, that it will continue in our prayers for revival and in our daily prayer meetings that we will often pray that the Lord will send forth laborers into, our, into his harvest. Among all the other prayer requests that are important, let us include this petition also in our prayers that he will send forth laborers into his harvest.